Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. A pet milk program with Fibber McGee and Molly. The first evaporated milk, Pet Milk, presents River McGee and Molly with Bill Thompson, Gail Gordon, Dick Legrand, Myra Marsh, Colleen Collins, Bob Bruce, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto with music by the King's Band and Billy Mills Orchestra. Many happy returns of the day. That's a familiar birthday greeting. But to Mr. and Mrs. Rosebush of Oakwood, Michigan, those words have unusual significance. You see, a year ago, on January 10th, 1951, four extremely delicate little babies were born to the Rosebushes. So tiny, so delicate, it was a question about whether there would be many happy returns of the day for all four. But you should see how they've grown in that year, how strong and sturdy they are now. It's easy to see when you look at the Rosebush babies how much pet evaporated milk can do for even the most delicate infants. And it's easy to understand why their doctor approved pet milk for their feeding. For this safe, easy-to-digest milk is always uniformly rich in all of the substances that help a baby to build sound teeth, strong, straight limbs, and to make sturdy, steady growth. We know it was a very happy birthday at the Rosebush home last Thursday, and we at Pet Milk Company are glad and proud to have had some part in making that day such a happy one. This is the day of the rummage sale at the Wistful Vista Women's Club. And the living room at number 79 looks like a cyclone had hit a second-hand clothing store. As we join Fibber McGee and Molly... some of the ladies we'd take their stuff down to the sale for the McGee, so they dropped it off here, you see. Oh, yeah, they should have dropped it off the dock at Dugan's Lake. <laughs> That's the crummiest-looking collection of rummage I ever popped a peeper at. <laughs> now, it isn't that bad, dearie. Oh, look at it. Anybody'd swear a bunch of scarecrows had come in here and done a striptease. <laughs> <laughs> you actually expect to sell this stuff? Why, of course. Hmm. You know, I've been in charge of the clothing booth at these sales for years, and I always make my quota. Well, you'll be lucky today to make a dime. This stuff ain't worth a quota. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you get it, Molly? Quota, quota, four quotas, make a dollar? <laughs> funny, McGee. Mm. <laughs> I'm out of practice. <laughs> Anyhow, you got to admit there's some pretty weird-looking junk here. Where'd you get this woman's hat? Well, Mrs. Shields brought that in. Oh, she did. She said she bought it for eighteen ninety-five. You mean she bought it in eighteen ninety-five? <laughs> but even so, it ain't any worse than this gosh awful Kimona. Who'd you get this thing from? Mrs. Ross gave us that. Mrs. Ross. Mm-hmm. She said it was a valuable Chinese Kimona, and to be sure and call people's attention to the Oriental designs on it. That's a dragon in front. Mm-hmm. I bet when she had it on, it was a dragon in the rear too. <laughs> 
Pop, this is the kind of stuff we got to sell. Well, no, I'm not worried, sweetheart. With you to help me, with your super salesmanship, we'll fracture him. Well, I will admit that if anybody can peddle this batch of moth bait, I'm the guy you're looking at. <laughs> I've been a natural-born salesman ever since I was a kid in ankle pants. Ankle pants? My big brother's knee pants. <laughs> I remember when all the kids in town were trying to get a jackknife with a special gimmick for taking stones out of horses' hooks. You got it by selling 500 bars of Simpkins sassafras scented soap. And I was the only kid that made the grade. <laughs> you sold 500 bars of it? To my mother. <laughs> and the whole family smelt like sassafras for 15 years. Well, I was really getting a jackknife the hard way. Yeah, it turned out to be not worth it, too, either. On account of I never did find a horse with a stone in its hook. <laughs> I lifted so many horses' legs, they started to shy away when they seen me coming. What a pity. I also lifted a mule's leg, too, but it didn't have a stone in it, so two either. <laughs> at least that's what they told me when they dragged me out of the mud hole that kicked me in. Ah, uh, you did live dangerously, didn't you? Ah, yes, but that's in the past. <laughs> but I always have been a heck of a good salesman. Even with this kind of junk to work with, I guarantee I'll sell more rummage than anybody there, so see? Well, I'm sure you will. Yep. Although Mayor Latrivia has made the same promise. Ah. Uh. You know what? He's helping Mrs. Bailey at the furniture booth, and he claims he'll outsell both of us. Latrivia? Ah. Uh, he couldn't sell saw blades in sinks. <laughs> well, you gather up the stuff, kiddo, while I get my hat, and let's get down there and get this thing Oh, now, started. just a minute, dearie. Come in. Oh, hello, Mr. Oldtimer. Hello there, kids. Where are you going? Someplace? <laughs> Just taking these things down for the women's club rummage sale, old-timer. Care to contribute some old clothes to the cause? Nope. Not me, Johnny. Well, why don't you, Mr. Old-timer? It would show your civic spirit. To show more than that, daughter. The only old clothes I got is the ones I'm wearing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're excused, but you ought to come to the sale anyway. I'm going to be their head salesman there today. Maybe I could give you some pointers, Johnny. Oh? I used to be quite a salesman myself at one time. Worked out of a suitcase on street corners. Oh, a pitch man, eh? What'd you sell? Everything, son. I started off with a miracle of the century. The little nifty necktie cleaner. Guaranteed to remove the spots from any necktie. Did it work good? Well, too good, son. <laughs> Remove the spots and most of the stripes. <laughs> well, I hope you quit selling it. Yep. I switched over to a special tonic, daughter. Composed of 1% Tabasco sauce, 1% turpentine, 98% alcohol, and a dash of gunpowder. It was for people that suffered from rheumatism and lumbago. <laughs> it cured those things? Nope. But it made you forget you had them. <laughs> Tonic was invented by an Indian chief. Oh. He took the first dose, and the formula passed on to his wife, Princess Watagumi Wiki. Watagumi Wiki? That means widow of the man who exploded. <laughs> I took a powder in blue, did he? <laughs> took a powder in blue. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good, Johnny. But that ain't the way I hear it. <laughs> uh -oh. The way I hear it, 
one feller says, t'other feller says, I read where Mr. Truman is planning little change for the revenue department. That so, says t'other feller. Well, he needn't look at me. They got all my change this morning. (laughs) (laughs) Billy Mills in the orchestra and soliloquy. in the cloakroom, dearie. Oh. Quite a few people starting to come in, aren't there? Yeah, I already made one sale. If I never make another one. You know that straw skimmer that Mort Tukes donated? You mean the one with the band that says Chicken Inspector on it? Yep. Well, now, who on earth did you sell that to? A guy with the city poultry department. You mean? Yep, a chicken inspector. <laughs> I've been busy arranging the stuff here, such as it is. Well, it looks good. I hung up that canvas hammock there and put all the shoes in it. Say, how'd the canvas hammock ever get mixed up with all these old clothes, anyhow? That isn't a hammock. Huh? That's Mrs. Spradley's corset. <laughs> well, it's too late to dump all the shoes out of it now. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to raise any dough with junk we got in this booth, Ma. Uh-oh, look, 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 look. Ain't this old man McDonald, the president of the Third National Bank's wife, coming? Yeah. Mm. 
Look at the walk on her. <laughs> the way she prances in here, you think she owned the building. Mm-hmm. And come to think of it, she does. Yeah, they're so rich. Hello, Mrs. McDonald. So nice to see you, dear. Well, hello, Mrs. McGee. You're looking lovely. I only hope I can look as good at your age, dear. <laughs> well, I'm sure you must have, dear. <laughs> Now, what brings you down to our rummage sale? Looking for a spring outfit, are you? <laughs> what a cute sense of humor. I just dropped in, really, to make sure that you got my donation all right. I sent a bundle down with the butler. Yes, he brought it, and thank you so much. It's lovely. Quite all right, dear. Goodbye. Goodbye, and thanks for the bundle. Some bundle. <laughs> What'd she send? A pair of basketball bloomers. <laughs> Size 48. Mm. Three bandana handkerchiefs, a leather helmet and goggles, and a bright green shawl. Wow. Now, what on earth will we do with that? Well, it might come in handy for a fat lady with a bad cold who wants to ride a motorcycle in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. <laughs> Give me the bundle and I'll stir up some action. All right, folks, how much am I bid for this bundle? I bid two cents. Two cents? Oh, hi, Oli. Hello, McGee. Well, hi, Oli. Oh, you're fine, Mr. Hey, you ain't going to get all this stuff for no two cents. What's the idea of making a bid like that, Oli? Well, me and my missus have a fight. And oh. she say for two cents, I go home to motor. <laughs> oh, I think I'd better send the two cents before I give it to her. <laughs> my goodness, what were you two quarreling about? Well, every Monday, the missus stay late at her bridge club, so I come home and fix dinner. Mm-hmm. Last night, I put sauerkraut on the board, I lay spare ribs out on the table, begin to sift the flour for the dumplings, and then things go wrong. What happened, Ollie? Well, first the doorbell rang, so I go to the door with apron on and flour sifter in my hand, and it's a salesman. Mm-hmm. He said good evening, and I hit him with a flour sifter. <laughs> Why did you hit the poor lad for saying good evening? It was the way he said it. Good evening, madam. <laughs> so I slammed the door, go back to the kitchen, and our dog, Jupiter, he's got the spare in. Uh-oh. <laughs> Choose the meat off a of half of them, and it's time to bury the bones in the garbage, I suppose. So I chase Jupiter out into the yard, and when I come back to the kitchen, the sauerkraut is spoiled over on the floor. Wow. I slip in the sauerkraut juice and sit down so hard the flower scepter falls off the table on my head. <laughs> Boy, you were having a time. And while I sit there scraping the flour off my face, my boy Sven takes his head in the kitchen and says, Hi, Pop, let's cooking. <laughs> Well, I can see why those things made you mad, Ollie, but where did your wife come in? Through the back door, with her arms full of rosemary. <laughs> she says, that's you fixing dinner? And I say, I was, and she says, too bad. I meant to tell you my bridge club was canceled and I was going to cook dinner tonight. Hmm. So then you had words. Well, she had words. Me, I used to lie there in the sauerkraut, used and have hysterics. <laughs> That's the wrong business. <laughs> <laughs> he really has his troubles, yeah. doesn't he? Well, I got mine, too. 
The trivia's probably doing a land office business at his booth, but me with this junk we got to sell, I haven't got a chance. Say, McGee, try selling this red silk petticoat Mrs. Robinson gave us. Oh. That might attract attention. Yeah. It did the night her house caught fire and she ran down the street in it. <laughs> yeah, give me it. Bye, George. Hello, Hi, Molly. Hi, pal. Hello, Mr. Wilcox. Hi, Junior. Could I interest you in a silk petticoat? Uh, no, pal. You in a silk petticoat wouldn't interest me at all. <laughs> he wants to sell it, Mr. Wilcox, not model it. Say, have you found anything that you like at this sale? Well, not so far, Molly. I thought I might find some neckties to replace the ones that were stolen the other night. Oh, you had a robbery at your house? Yes, they took four suits, two top coats, all my shirts and ties, my watch, and $80 in cash. Boy, was I lucky. Lucky? Sure. If they'd thought to go into the kitchen, they'd have taken the platter of barbecued corn and meatballs that I'd made with pet evaporated milk. Oh. <laughs> that would have broken my heart. You know. <laughs> Pitiful part of this is he means it. <laughs> Did you report the robbery to the police, Mr. Wilcox? Right away, Molly. Two very nice officers came over, and we had a long talk. They asked me a lot of questions, and I wrote everything down for them. You wrote down the stuff that was stolen? No, I wrote down the recipe for barbecued corn and meatballs. <laughs> you see, we each had a plate full while we were talking, and when they tasted that wonderful pet milk flavor, got a load of the added goodness that pet brings to all foods, they loved it. Mm, that must have been a jolly little party. Two pavement pounders and a pet peddler. <laughs> Mr. Wilcox, I hope you find some neckties you like at our rummage sale. Well, as a matter of fact, Molly, I've given it up. I'm going home and have a rummage sale of my own. A rummage sale of your own? Yes, I'm going to rummage through the ice box, get out the barbecued corn and meatballs, warm them up, and sail right into them. So long now. So long, Hilo. <laughs> guy that gets that corny ought to be barbecued himself. <laughs> now, look, kiddo, let's face it. We'll never sell this bunch of junk. Now, now, you mustn't get discouraged, dearie. My goodness, we can't give up yet. Well, I can, and I'm gonna. As the guy said when the St. Bernard dog run its tongue over his face, I know when I'm licked. <laughs> well, well, I couldn't help hearing that, McGee. Hello, Molly. Hello, Mr. Mayor. Things aren't going so well, eh, McGee? Ah, <laughs> uh, go fry a pig. How have you been doing at the furniture booth, Mr. Mayor? Splendidly, Molly. I've taken in more than $200. Oh, how in the world did you get rid of so much furniture? Salesmanship, Molly. Hump. <laughs> Ingenuity. <laughs> My greatest triumph was disposing of a horrible chair that was donated by Mrs. Van Loon. At first, no one wanted it. So I ripped the upholstery, broke off one of the legs, and sold it for $50 as an antique. Heavenly days. Who fell for that? Mrs. Van Loo. <laughs> I'll be happy to give you a few lessons in salesmanship, McGee, when I have time. Oh, yeah. Well, I got my back up now, boy. We'll find out who's a salesman around here or not. If I can't outsell you the trivia, I'll cut my throat. If you do that in the Civic Auditorium, I'd like to have the ticket confession. <laughs> I'll see you, Molly. <laughs> now. So. now I'm really going to start selling this junk. That's the spirit, lover. Yeah, give me that corset full of shoes. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, step right up for the biggest shoe sale in history. Well, they're interested, all right. Shoes for all occasions, folks. I got here a pair of high-congress gaiters. 
Is there a high congressman in the house? Oh, just a lot of jobs. I also got you one leather hip boot. Is there a one-legged fisherman in the house? I also got a pair of fluffy ladies' mules. Is there a fluffy lady in the house? Is there a fluffy mule in the house? Like they're leaving, dear. Yeah, don't go away, folks. Don't go away. So I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm offering these gents' walking shoes with real pearl buttons for only 50 cents. And I'm throwing in the Congress gators. I'm throwing in the rubber hip boots. I'm throwing in the ladies' mules. I'm throwing in the towel. Now, now, wait, sweetheart. There's one more chance. Huh? Let's take a look in the storeroom. Maybe there's some better stuff in there. Well, for Pete's sake, why didn't you think of that sooner? You mind the booth, and I'll go get them. Where is the storeroom? Straight ahead. Turn left at the next aisle, and it's the first door you come to. Okay, I'm on my way. I'll make La Trivia eat every word he ever spoke, and that ought to keep a politician busy for a long time. <laughs> the King's Men, and never... I got out of that storeroom ain't bad at all, you know. No, they're much better. This fur coat looks pretty good. My goodness, that looks almost like me. You know, this better class stuff is going to give me a chance to show the survey that the old master ain't lost his touch. When the crowd sees... Uh-oh. 
Look who's coming. Oh, my gosh, it's that Miss Trotter. The busiest body in Whistle Vista. Mm-hmm. Can't, we pretend, can't we pretend we don't see her? That old bat's nosier than an anteater at feeding time. <laughs> Too late. Yeah. Well, girl, if it isn't the McGee's, how are you, my dears? Just fine, Miss Trotter. We haven't seen you for quite a while. No, that's true. Although I believe I caught a glimpse of you at the movies last Friday night. I'm not sure it was you because I never watched people very closely. Yes, yes, we were there. Uh, we went in about 8 o'clock. 7.46. <laughs> now, I guess that was us. We sat about halfway down. In the 17th row. <laughs> it probably was. As I said, I just caught a glimpse. Did you happen to glimpse the uh, what color socks I was wearing? McGee. Lavender. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, but I'm forgetting why I came to your booth. Is that fur coat for sale? Sure, it's yours for two bucks. I'll take it. You really got a bargain, Miss Trotter? Yes. It's a lot like the coat I saw Mrs. Weatherby wearing this evening. She's a lady who just moved to Whistle Vista a month ago. Uh, yes, a very mysterious person. Nobody knows a thing about her. I believe she used to live in Dayton, Ohio. Columbus. <laughs> well, anyway, I've heard that Mr. Weatherby is her second husband. Third? Her first husband was a Mr. Mitchell, who was a paper hanger in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Oh. And her second husband was a man named Henderson, who had a drugstore in Seattle, Washington. And he ran away with a platinum blonde named Gladys Lamont who was a chorus girl in a musical comedy and slightly pigeon-toed. <laughs> Goodbye, my dear. Goodbye. You know, this town don't need a newspaper. Miss Trotter could just go around and throw herself on everybody's front lawn. <laughs> well, at least she bought something. Yeah, and that broke the ice, Tootsie. Hand me that pan top coat. Now is when I start the score. Here you are. This way, ladies and gents, for the real bargain. Yeah. Real bargains here. Who give me a buck for this handsome tan top coat? It's yours, bud. Take it away. Now, here's one for the lady. A hat that's so dad rather smart that it even looks like a hat. Do I hear two bucks? You certainly do. That's for me. All yours, sis. Hey, you don't find it. Now, here's another top coat made of camel's hair and just like new. The hair must have come off a camel that was only drove once a month by a wealthy Arabian from Pasadena. <laughs> We're going good now, so let's bid on this one. Somebody start it off. I bid two dollars. Three dollars. Five dollars. Eight dollars. Keep fighting, fellas. I hate peace. Who's <laughs> in in less than 10 minutes. How's that for salesman? Oh, Mother's proud of you, dearie. You did a great job there. Yeah, and I'll keep pitching as soon as I catch my breath. Once I get a head full of steam, I could sell fried pork chops to a guy with ulcers. I'll show the women's club what a... Oh. Hello, McGee. Oh, so you're back, Latrivia. Good. You done some gloating when you was here before, and now it's my turn. Yes, I understand that your sales have increased. That's yes. The fact that you're catching up to me. Well, he has some better things to sell now, so That's got nothing to do with it, Molly. I'm just a natural-born salesman. Pulling in the Popeye public with the persuasive power of my potent personality. <laughs> That's what I like about you, McGee. Your modesty. Thanks, Homer. On account of you're taking this like a sport, I'm going to give you a break. I got a swell top coat here that looks about your size, and you can have it for a dollar. 
Here it is. Well, that's very kind of you, but I really don't want it. Wait a minute. Huh? What feeble sort of joke is this? That's my top coat. The one I wore here tonight. Oh, no, that's part of the rummage home. We took that out of the store. It's my coat, and I can prove it. Look, my name embroidered on the inside pocket. Let's see that. Homer Lascivia, the people's choice. <laughs> a vote for Lascivia is a vote for progress. Yes, I guess that must be yours. <laughs> well, just take it along, boy. And never mind about the dollar. <laughs> You're much too generous. Goodbye. <laughs> Molly. Yes, dearie? To get to the storeroom, did you tell me to turn left or right at the next aisle? Left. And if I turned right, what would have been the first door I come to? The cloakroom. Oh, where everybody hung their coats and hats. Uh, follow me, kiddo. We're sneaking out the back way. Bitter and Molly will be back in a moment. Pet milk, the first evaporated milk, is the first food for millions of happy, sturdy babies. Some of the most famous examples are the seven sets of pet milk quadruplets. The Caspers of Passaic, New Jersey. The Badgets of Galveston, Texas. The Zarifs of New York, the Fultz Quadruplets of Reedsville, North Carolina, the Hen Quads of Baltimore, the Collins of the Bronx, and the newest addition to this happy pet milk family, the Rosebush Quadruplets of Oakland, Michigan. Every one of these 28 babies was tiny and unusually delicate at birth. Today, they are sturdy, vigorous huskies can be. And all 28, even the Caspers, who are now nearly 16 years old, are still thriving on pet evaporated milk. The milk approved for their use shortly after birth. Here, indeed, is living proof that there is no better milk for babies and for growing children than pet evaporated milk. No wonder more and more doctors, when recommending evaporated milk for their young patients, specify pet evaporated milk. No wonder more and more mothers are giving their children pet milk to drink through all their growing years. I'm glad to be home, Molly. We just got in the house in time, too. You know that? <laughs> uh, to keep from getting killed, you mean? No, to listen to the radio. Eddie Cantor's program is on tonight, Tootsie. Heavenly days, I almost forgot. Yeah. NBC, isn't it? Yeah. How is it them announcers say it? Stay tuned for the Eddie Cantor program, which follows immediately on most of these stations. Right. Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Evaporated milk, pet milk, brings you Fibber McGee and Molly each week at this time. Be with us again next Tuesday night, won't you? Do you like your love stories to have a happy ending? Well, then be listening when young wife Sally Carter tries a rather unusual method for patching up a lover's quarrel. It's the story of the week on Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor program next Saturday morning. Immediately following this surprising story, Mary Lee will tell you about a wonderful new dessert that's right for everyone in your family from the youngsters on up. The name of it, Baked Peach Custard. And how to make these tempting peach custards, you'll hear next Saturday morning when you tune to Pet Milk's Mary Lee Taylor Program. <laughs>
Next, it's the Eddie Cantor Show Business Show on NBC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.